Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. So today I am excited to have the celebrity Noelle Ellie joining us. She is an award-winning actress. She has done so many amazing things. She's been seen in NBC's Shades of Blue, CBS, Blue Bloods. I mean, the whole bit, Yoga Journal, Self Magazine. And she also owns a PR company that focuses on launching. And Noelle is going to share some of her strategies with us and for you today. Noelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to have you. So, I mean, you are such a rock star. You've done so many things. How did you just kind of get started with your PR company and with becoming an actress? I mean, I'm sure it's like one story of of progression, but I'd love for the audience to just hear a little bit more about your background. Sure. Well, I grew up, um, I, my, my parents were musicians and singers. And um, so I grew up sort of in the arts and uh, around 12 years old, I started modeling and um, I decided in high school that I was going to move to New York City for modeling. And so two days after I graduated high school, I packed up and moved to New York and uh, knew no one at 18. Um, and from there, I um, began modeling and signed with uh, some big agencies and um, worked New York Fashion Week. And then I randomly took an acting class and realized acting was my passion. And so then from there, I really um, honed in on my craft and decided acting would be my focus. And so I had kind of stopped modeling. It became like an unhealthy thing for me. Um, but one of the uh, members at IMG, Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, this was back when it was at Bryant Park and it was very magical. Um, they said, well, Noelle, why don't you get involved in the production of Fashion Week? you can help us produce events and put on fashion week. And so that's what I did. And, uh, I realized I had this skill set. And so from there, um, I attracted clients like Gabrielle Bernstein and Chris Carr and, um, Deepak Chopra. And I, I launched my production company and I realized just because I was an artist, I didn't have to be a struggling artist. And, um, I could, you know, make a lucrative living utilizing my skill set while still auditioning and while still working on sets of, you know, big production TV shows and films. And then from there, it's sort of what from a production company, it morphed into so much more because I started also attracting the likes of influencers and other, um, you know, celebrities and, and motivational speakers. And I started really just paying attention to what each client was doing and then offering ways to help them grow. And so I just kind of realized, oh, okay. So then, then it morphed into social media and social media growth and consulting. And then I'll never forget it. I was at dinner at a place called Peace Food Cafe with a, a friend and client of mine. And she was saying how she 
was struggling in the PR world. And I'm a natural sort of influential connector. Like I love networking and connecting people to each other. And so I said, oh, well, you want to get in the New York Times? Let me introduce you to this editor. Or like, oh, you want to be on The View? Let me introduce you to this producer. And I just did it out of the goodness of my heart. And at the end of the dinner, she said, Noelle, I want you to know you did more for me in this one hour dinner date than my publicist has done in six months. And I pay my publicist a lot of money. So then I was like, oh, oh, okay, I guess, yep, all right, there we go. And so that's kind of, I believe that all roads lead to Rome, but it's like when you're left these sort of breadcrumbs, it's like what you choose to do with the breadcrumbs. Mm. That story is so beautiful and it's taken you in many different directions, but there has been that through line, like you said, of like networking and community and connection. And I'm wondering, you know, as you started to create a business from that, that is thriving, what hurdles did you experience once you realized that you were really good at this and you also have to support yourself from this? (laughs) Totally. That's a great question. I mean, you know, I, the hurdles... Look, the hurdles, I've been dealing with hurdles my whole life. So I'm a, I'm a great <laughs> hurdle jumper, you know? Um, but, you know, because when I moved to New York, I moved with $800 to my name and that paid my first month's rent and that was it. And so I survived off of eating. I would go to the deli, get, you know, one of those big turkey sandwiches and they put so much meat on it. I'm from the South. So I wasn't used to like these big deli sandwiches and I would ration the meat to last me for a week. You know what I mean? So like I've... I I know what the struggle is like and the struggle is real. Um, but in terms of, you know, within my business, it's like, I, I don't necessarily think I, I discovered this right when I started. It's been a more recent thing, which is just because you're skilled at something, that doesn't necessarily mean it's your passion or your purpose. And so what can, what tends to happen, I've found, whether it's with clients or friends or whoever, or myself included, you know, oftentimes I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius. And so I don't know if you believe in astrology, but Sages are known for having restless leg syndrome. And that's very true for me because it's partially why I'm an actor, which is I do something, I want to become the expert at it. Like I want to become the best and I'll do what it takes to, to research and, and learn about it. And then I get bored. So then I move to something else and then I get bored and I move to something else. And so um, I guess the the struggle with my business as of late has just been really making sure it's in alignment with my highest um, truth and my highest purpose of why I'm here. And um, if it doesn't feel in alignment, really getting clear on what I need to do. And so maybe that is... I'm not as hands-on and I'm giving it to my associates, right? Um, or or just being mindful of how I spend my time. But in terms of the beginning, the hurdles were trusting that I was enough. Um, and I'm, I have a very like stick-to-itiveness about me where I, if, if I don't know how to do something, I'll figure it out. Um, and Google has been my best friend. I mean, I remember when Gabby, Gabby hired me, she was like, I want you to produce my events. Well, I had produced fashion week shows, but I'd never produced a 300 person event. So what I do, I went home and Googled how to be an event planner, you know, like I truly, and then, and then it went off without a hitch and, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, I, I guess I can do this, but it's, um, the hurdles really come from limiting beliefs, in my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, you know, what your greatest win has been, but I think that Gabby Bernstein event was a big one. <laughs> well, Do you have another? Oh, I've, I've, I have so many. I mean, I, um, you know, I, w- I started out producing events for Gabby at $15 an hour and then became her director of operations and, you know, producing book tours for Deepak Chopra and Kimberly Snyder and a lot of um, helping authors become New York Times bestselling authors. But in terms of my greatest win, honestly, it, it it's actually, I, I produced a nonprofit fundraiser. My mom um, passed away from cancer in 2016. And when she got diagnosed, the treatment she needed wasn't covered by insurance. So I had to raise $100,000 pretty quickly uh, to keep her alive. And that would be my greatest win. The fact that I was able to, no matter how many doors would sl- slam shut in my face or, you know, I, I had to learn to ask for help. And that was something that I didn't normally do. And I, I got told no a lot. You know, I had people say, why should I help you when, you know, my father was sick and no one helped him? You know, like I had some interesting struggles there, but um, the fact that it all came together and um, it was part of keeping my mom alive for those few extra years, like that, that nothing will ever top that. That is so beautiful, Noel. And I'm sure your mother is so proud of you today, especially the work that you're doing, helping others, inspiring others, empowering others, and really supporting them in in bringing their message to to the world. So beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I'd love for us to discuss your launch methodology. You are I would say world renowned. I I don't know, but I I will say from the success that you've had, I can assume (laughs) that you are world renowned with this stuff. And there are a lot of women listening today who have something big that is ready to be birthed, whether it's their next book or their next course or their next coaching program or whatever. Um, And to have someone like you on the show to just share your expertise with this, I think is a hundred percent golden. So I would love to hear from you um, some of the high level tips that you have essentially about how to launch anything successfully the first time around. What can you share with us about that? Absolutely. Well, thank you. I mean, you're just (laughs) making me feel really good today. Um, (laughs) But you know, it's, I think it all, it comes down to the person. So for me, I can sometimes fall into uh, uh, perfectionism, and so that perfectionism will sometimes stunt me from doing the thing, right? And so I think it kind of depends on who you are, really getting clear on on what your highest values are and how your launch falls in alignment with that. Um I always say to any client, first and foremost, so if they come to me and they say, I want to be a New York Times bestseller, I want to be on Good Morning America, I want to be on Oprah, you know, whatever it is, I'm like, that's all well and good. I hear you. And let's focus on your message. Let's Mm. focus on your purpose. Let's focus on the people you're going to help versus these accolades. Because even with social media growth and all of that, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's vanity metrics. And you know, so often in life, I think we we seek validation from these outside sources. And then when you actually get the thing, it doesn't often feel like you thought it would because you're seeking 
on the outside versus on the inside. So I think first and foremost, getting really clear on what your highest values are, what your message is, and how that can genuinely impact people around the world. So that's mm-hmm. the thing. And then the second thing is, you know, it's important to be strategic. So if you are a perfectionist like myself and you're going to allow other factors to maybe stop you from from putting your work out into the world, sometimes it's just actually launching, right? So sometimes it's forgetting the plan, forgetting the the KPIs, you know, like what you want to to reach and the timeline. Sometimes it's actually just putting yourself out there and kind of seeing what happens and growing from that. Um, so an example is I'm creating a documentary right now around uh, I'm dealing with some health issues, uh, Lyme disease, co-infections, mold toxicity, fibroid tumors. And I'm creating a documentary for it. And I was talking to my best friend and I was kind of listing the reasons why maybe I should wait or why maybe I should not put it out right now. And she just said, like, what if you don't worry about any of it and you just put it out as an experiment? What's Mm -hmm. the worst that could happen? And so for me, that's the thing that like propels me to go forward. So that's just for me. But for other clients, it's it's getting clear on your message, being strategic, and really getting clear on having a timeline. I've had clients come to me where they have a book launching in two weeks. It drives me nuts. <laughs> like We should have been working on this three, six months in advance. So if you mm-hmm. have the time, I definitely recommend getting clear and strategic around a campaign, a marketing campaign, because, you know, launching anything is essentially like a, a, a second job, especially if it's a book, it's you're giving birth to a book, baby. It's literally, you know, a full-time job. Um, so if you can get a timeline in place and start asking around, asking advice, reaching out to fellow authors that you admire and seeing if they'll let you get on the phone with them for 10 minutes and literally just picking their brain, finding mentors, not being afraid to ask for help. Um, One of my clients literally had no problem at any given moment that she was writing or you know publishing a book and she produced many literally reaching out to everyone she knew saying, can you promote it on this day at this time? You know, and she got, Mm -hmm. oh, but she also got a lot of yeses and those yeses really helped add up to her success. And so, um, not being afraid to ask for help, not being afraid to learn from others and really admitting if you don't know the thing. I, I was, um, I was with someone the other day and they asked me a question and I went to answer and then they answered the question. Mm. I didn't get annoyed, but I just thought like, Oh, that's precious. Like, you know, we, we ask a question because we genuinely want to know. But then when we think we know the answer, well, do you know the answer actually? Right. So really right. admitting if if this is not in your skill set yet, really be be an open vessel to just learn. And then and then I mean also like if you if you have money to to hire a publicist, whether it's me or someone else, there's so many different routes of publicity you can take. Um, and also utilizing social media. Social media is is king right now. You don't have to have it to be successful. There are m- many friends and clients of mine that do not have social media, but there are so many people I know making six figures off of social media alone. Mm. Yeah. And you don't, I also want to be clear, you don't have to have tens of thousands of followers. I mean, you literally could have 6,000 followers, but if they're the right 6,000 followers, I mean, even 2,000, you can definitely reap the reward from it if you can cultivate those relationships. 
Noel, I'd love to know, so as someone who, who is a publicist, when someone comes to you for your support with launching and whether they do have a book and they want to become a New York Times bestseller, um, what are the things that tell you that they are ready versus the things that tell you, mm, I don't know if you're quite ready for me yet? Sure. I mean, I will... I, I, I always am very, very transparent. So, you know, if they're not ready, I'm very, very clear on that. Uh, but there's several things to pay attention to. So if someone came to me and they had no social media following, no previous, uh, publicity record, meaning they haven't been in any, any sort of media outlets whatsoever. They don't have a website. Those, those factors alone are telling me that unless they have hundreds of thousands of dollars and six months to a year prior to their book launching, it's mm. going to be really hard for them to reach that status. However, I mean, we have, uh, I have a client, uh, her name's Shelly Paxton, and she she had been the CMO of Harley Davidson. So she had that going for her. I think maybe she'd been in one, one outlet prior um, and she had a website and she had a book deal. Um, but other than that, she didn't have anything. And we really helped her reach over 2 million impressions being featured as like the number one book in Forbes and being in USA Today and Thrive Global and, you know, all these, all these media outlets. Um, so we, we did that in the course of 10 months. And so that was a really big win. Right. Um, but she also knew she needed to put in the work and we had to create from literally the ground up, a media reel for her. And she was really game at if I said to her, listen, we really need to tweak your wardrobe or we need to tweak, you know, your message or whatever it was. She she was really open to um, learning and, and growing and, and doing what she needed to do so that her book uh, would, would continue to be a success. And that was all during the pandemic too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's possible but generally, if you have a decent social media following, if you have a, a, a website that's amazing and you have professional photos and, and um, when you're doing these interviews, do you have a microphone? Do you have lights? Do you have mm. a home studio? Like, can you set that all, all of that up? It's totally possible to be super successful without all of that, but it only helps you look even more pro. Got it. Got it. So for those women who are fairly new, if you could tell them or give them one thing that they should be focusing on right now so that when they are ready for someone like you, they make your life easier, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what would that one thing be? Oh, wow. I think getting really clear on what your messaging is and, and, and why it is what it is. Um, So if you come to me knowing who you are, but not pretending to know what you don't know, like Mm -hmm. just very raw and honest, you can be molded and shaped into this like blossoming, you know, professional flower. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But generally I'm not keen on taking on clients when, you know, they ask your opinion, but then don't want to take it. And Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, here, if I were to send you, let's say, a, a whole setup of what you could order off of Amazon so that, you know, when these interviews come, you're set up and ready, but you don't do it. 
or I've I've sent you an onboarding sheet um, with thirty questions, and you you fill out ten, like mm. you know. But we did we we did have a I have a client who came on board who literally he's an athlete and had nothing else. He did not have a website. He he wasn't even sure of his messaging. He wrote a book though, and the book is lovely. Um, but he was so adaptable. He was adaptable to everything. You know, I helped him get a team together so that he could create an email list and the website and um, a funnel for for marketing. Um, so even if you've created a website on your own, like getting getting a one pager, even have a one pager saying who you are, what you do, and why you're why you're bomb at it, right? But if even if you don't have those things, if you have the time. Uh, to invest and the money to invest, we can create all of that for you. You just have to be willing to kind of go with the flow and and trust the process. I hear I hear coachability in there. I hear you have to be coachable if you're going to work with a publicist. Yes. <laughs> yes, and look, I mean, look, you don't have to be, but then you might not get as much bang for your buck. You know. Mm-hmm. Because all, all I always say, like I can, I can advise you. I can take the horse to water, but I can't force the horse to drink. So you know, it's it's up to you if you want to drink the Kool Aid. You know, right, <laughs> right. So helpful, Noel. There's one question that could be looming for folks um, that I want to just drop in your lap to help people understand and give this conversation context. And it really is so simple. And that question is. What is a publicist and what does a publicist do? And I only ask that because these are terminologies that sometimes brand new entrepreneurs have never even thought of and and are not even familiar with. So whether someone is working with you or whether someone is working with another publicist or considering hiring one, what should they expect from that person? Ooh, you know, that's kind of a loaded question because... um, it kind of depends on what capacity you're hiring a publicist for. So generally, I feel like within my company, we wear a lot of hats. So our job is to generate and manage publicity for you or your brand or you know whoever it is, or whether it's for a product, a book launch, a film. Um, it's really to create buzz around you and why you are as fabulous as you are. Um, but then it's also, you know, we, we kind of manage them as well. So molding them and, and coaching them. Sometimes clients need media training. So we literally will go back and forth and create um, mock-up interviews for you to get comfortable in front of the camera. If you if you're coming in already comfortable, then we're just maybe tweaking a little bit. Um, but it's also to you know essentially we want to protect your image, right, or maintain your image. From there, you know, really helping you get on those. Depending on where you are in the game, if you're just brand new, maybe we'll start with getting you on podcast. Um, and then getting on the bigger podcast and then the bigger podcast and getting you on online outlets. And then from there, working on TV and local newspaper, local radio. And then from there, you know, national magazines and um, television shows. And so generally, there's like a almost like a tier you want to kind of follow. Mm. Is it possible to have very little media recognition and then get on Good Morning America? Sure. But generally, I don't like to set my 
client, I want to set them up for success and I want to be realistic of, yes, that could happen. I could also book a role next week that takes me to, you know, Israel to be in the next Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's possible. Yes. But let's also just continue to set realistic uh, sites, you know? Mm-hmm. Super helpful, Noelle. This has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Now that you are where you are, you've achieved the success that you have. If you could look back and give your 10-year younger self any piece of advice, what would it be? Mm. <sighs> I love that question. Um, it just gets better. This is this is not this this is not it. Uh, you will go above and beyond your wildest imaginations and um just because sometimes you're treated like the help doesn't define you and um probably the biggest thing is is use your voice honey don't be afraid to use that voice it's powerful and it's going to change many many lives use your voice yeah how can our audience find and support you well, they can um, go to Instagram. That's the best place to keep in touch. It's at Noel underscore Ellie, and that's N-O-E-L underscore E-L-I-E. And then um, I'm currently, my web designers are redoing both my websites. So I have NoelleEllie.com. I also have NoelleEllieProductions.com. That should, the production one should be done in the next like week or two, which I'm excited. And then the Noelle Ellie one will be a couple weeks after that. But um yeah, just just honestly, like all the all the things, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's all Noel underscore Alley. Noel, this has been such a pleasure having you share your brilliance. Thank you for coming on the show. And I can't wait to have you back. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S. To learn more about how to live your life by design, grab a freebie at sheheelstheworld.com forward slash freebie.